thank you for tuning in to the Shadow Speaks podcast. So last episode, we talked about toxic relationships and how to spot manipulation. Today, we're going to discuss ways to protect yourself from manipulation. This episode's quote is, when people set boundaries with you, it's their attempt to continue the relationship. It's not an attempt to hurt you. From Elizabeth Earnshaw. I love this quote because when I first learned what boundaries were, I thought I was being mean for not allowing people to do whatever they wanted when it came to me. I later learned it wasn't me being mean or trying to hurt anyone. It was something needed to be done in order to protect myself. Now, let's talk about toxic relationships and how to protect yourself. Number one, boundaries. First off, what are boundaries? Boundaries are clear limits you place on others to protect your well-being. So in the first episode, we talked about love bombing as a form of manipulation. And one of the examples we gave was how a person may assume they have access to all of your time. This person may want to text you all the time, talk on the phone all day, or even want to see you in person a lot. However, you may be someone who enjoys their personal time. That's how I am. A boundary you can set is by saying, I do not accept calls or texts after 8 p.m. Saying these type of things and having boundaries protects you from manipulation because if you notice that somebody's doing something and it makes you feel uncomfortable or it makes you feel like you're being controlled or like you're not being your most authentic self, you can stop that without feeling the need for an argument or this big extreme confrontation. All you have to do is just set that boundary. Say no. I don't accept calls or texts after 8 p.m. Boom, that stops right there. You place that limit on them and they have no way of overstepping. Another example, someone may may ask you for money all the time. You can say, I can't lend you money at this time. Someone may vent to you about a problem that they're having with their friend and that friend also happens to be your friend as well. You can say, please do not speak to me about issues that you're having with our mutual friend because I love both of you and I do not want to be involved. Boundaries are not mean, they're straight to the point, and they keep you from being in situations that make you uncomfortable. And a good way to know if a person does not belong in your life is if a person continues to disrespect your boundaries. Because by disrespecting your boundaries, they are disrespecting you. And if someone does that, then you need to remove them. I say maybe after telling them two times, three max, and they continue to do it, then this is just a clear sign that they have no respect for you and the limits that you have placed. Number two, don't overshare. So I know this was a big problem of mine. For one, I defined myself by my trauma. So when people wanted to know about me, I assumed they wanted to know all the terrible things I went through. Yes, I was one of those people that was like, I was bullied and in the third grade and this is why I am the way that I am. Sorry, I changed, but I was definitely one of those people. I also was not used to being allowed to have personal information that I did not have to share with others. This was due to a lack of boundaries in my childhood. If someone wanted to know my personal information, I felt obligated to tell them because that's the way, you know, my household was ruled. That's the way my family, including extended family, operated. Lastly, many people shared their trauma with me. And have you ever felt like when someone's dumping their heart out to you that you have to do the same? Especially if you feel that you have to create that level of connection and trust and intimacy. It's like, yeah, let me tell you my trauma so that you feel more comfortable to tell your trauma. However, after doing this for so long, I realized that this is a big no. Have you ever heard the saying, you teach people how to hurt you? By being vulnerable and sharing your trauma, you're teaching people how to hurt you. 
So for example, if you tell a new person that you're romantically interested in, that your last boyfriend would curse you out a lot and talk to you in an aggressive manner, and you also tell them, but I stayed for about a year until I could finally get away, and you express to them that this really hurt you, if your new romantic partner is manipulative, they will start to display the same behaviors because they know what triggers you. I know you have seen this on the internet plenty of times where it says, I open up my heart to someone, I tell them the bad things I've been through, and they treat me the exact same. That's because those people are manipulative and they will treat you the exact same because they now know your triggers. Another example, you may express to a new friend that you've always had a hard time making friends because you know, you usually become friends with people that are mean to you. Now, the, they know that friendships are a delicate situation for you. They will now use this knowledge to pull you in and they will mistreat you because they know you'll stay because you struggled with friendships before. Another example, I had a family member of mine who would throw my trauma in my face all the time. And this particular family member was the one who I had the um, narcissistic relationship with. They were abusive towards me. And they would say, I see why girls at school bully you. Mind you, this is an adult telling this to me when I was a kid. And this was because I expressed to them that I got picked on a lot at school. So if people know your trauma, they know your triggers. So get a diary, a therapist, or even set up your phone and record yourself venting, but do not overshare. If the relationship is new, definitely don't start telling your trauma. If the relationship you know, you've had it for a long time, but you see that this person is manipulative and you see that this person is toxic, do not tell them the things that have happened to you or that have hurt you. Because like I said, they will throw that in your face. Just like my family member threw in my face that I got bullied. Don't tell your trauma. Number three, move slow. So this is more so for when you're just now meeting people. So I know when you meet a new friend or a potential lover or even a coworker, and you really like them, you all vibe. And your first thing to do is to dive right in, share your life with this person, confess how much they mean to you, drop everything you're doing to be with them. This is especially if you're being love bombed. But you should not do this. By moving slow, this allows for you to see who they are past that intense honeymoon phase. Because when you're being love bombed, the beginning is always great and it's super intense and you think this is your soulmate, whether friend, lover, I don't care the situation, you think this person was meant to be in your life. But if you move slow, you'll be able to decide if you truly like this person or if it was just in the moment. You'll be able to decide if you want to continue the relationship and there will be no hard feelings if you decide not to because labels or certain expectations were not placed on the situation too early. So for example, if you meet someone who you're romantically interested in, but you all are taking it slow, you're allowing each other to talk to other people, you're not taking up all of each other's time, you know, it's a very casual, slow-moving thing. You slowly get to know each other, slowly open up, things of that nature. No expectations. It's not super intense. It's fun, but it's not intense. Everything's fine, but then you realize, hmm, this person isn't really for me. You can move on. But if you know you move fast you all have told all of your trauma you're with this person every day you all text every day you all call each other 50 million times you all give each other like really expensive gifts and it's like only a month in and it's very intense and then you decide hmm this isn't really for me it's a little bit harder to leave because you've already told them everything about you you're with them all the time like i said it's super intense so it's a little bit harder to leave so just move slow by moving slow, this saves both people from having to 
follow what they're expected to do. And this definitely saves you if the other person is manipulative because you will not fall quickly into their trap. So number four, don't take the bait. This is more so if you're already in relationship with manipulative people and there's not an easy way out. Examples of this could be your mother, someone you're married to, your boss or coworker, or someone who you're co-parenting with. This could also be, you know, if you're in a toxic relationship and you're being manipulated, I don't judge you at all. So even if this is a friend or a boyfriend or a husband or anything, don't feel like you have to hurry up and get out of that situation. It's much more complicated and nobody understands unless they're you. So honestly, don't take the bait can apply for any type of relationship. You know, these aren't situations where you can just cut the person out immediately, but you can gray rock them. So what's gray rock? This means you will not give the person a reaction. You won't respond negatively or positively. So for example, your husband may say, that dress is beautiful, but you know you can see your back fat, right? Your husband may be someone who loves making fun of your weight. They have a pattern of doing this. Instead of freaking out and getting upset and doing what you would normally do and opening the door for more manipulation, just give them a response without emotion. You could shrug your shoulders and say, eh, Gray rock requires you to detach from your emotions because toxic people thrive on conflict and chaos, and your emotions let them know they're getting to you. They want you to get all upset and flustered. Have you ever realized when you're in an argument with a manipulative person, they may say, calm down, what are you all upset for? Even if you're calm, this is because they love that intense emotion, they love that chaos, they love those arguments, they love the drama. They're looking for that conflict and upset. So I had a family member of mine who would ask me to do something. For example, they would say, sweep the floor. Then they would they would either watch me the entire time or they would come back in and they would say, it's not done right. They would analyze it like really slow and be like, this isn't done right. And they would say, I never do anything right. Remember we said that manipulative people love to talk in extreme, so I never do anything right. So I used to cry and get really angry because I could be sweeping that same floor for hours until I got it right. And if they were watching me the entire time, this definitely made it even worse because I was super nervous because I didn't know when they were going to lash out on me. But then I started to gray rock them. So if they told me that I did the floor wrong or if they sat there and watched me and they said I have to do it over and over again, I would just say, okay, and I would do it again. If they were watching me the entire time, I would just sweep. No emotion. I'm just sweeping, doing what you told me to do. I'm not going to let you get the best of me. If they saw they couldn't get a reaction out of me, then they would stop with this tactic. It's hard. I'm not going to sit here and act like it isn't hard. It is hard, but it's worth it. If I felt those intense emotions like anger or sadness, I would wait until I was away from this person where I knew they would not know that I was crying or I was upset. And this helped me because they cannot get the best of me. And I just want to say, if you are in a situation where you can't automatically leave, my heart goes out to you. And I'm so sorry for what you have to endure. But I promise you, gray rock definitely makes it easier. It's hard. The situation, regardless, is super hard. But this definitely makes it easier. This tactic works very well for friends or people in the work environment. Because friends and people in the work environment, you're not usually, I'm not going to say all the time, but usually these are people that you're not necessarily attached to. Like if you live with them or co-parented or something like that, it's much easier for them to like go find more supply. So if you gray rock them and you're not giving them no type of drama, no type of emotion, you're no fun. 
if they can't get a reaction so eventually they will leave you on leave you alone and look for more supply so that's all my ways to protect yourself from manipulative people so again we said boundaries don't overshare move slow and don't take the bait so i hope this episode helped you in some type of way i know it was quick but it's because it was just a follow-up episode from what we discussed last time um so try these tactics and let me know how they work out for you send me a dm and i will say this again i love talking to you all so just send me a dm and let me know how the tactic works for you let me know if you tried it before and you know how it went for you before you listen to this episode and yeah follow my instagram at the shadow speaks and check out my website at the shadow thank you so much for your support and enjoy the rest of your day